What's up, you guys? Welcome to Draw the Line Podcast, the podcast where we want to generate meaning into the lives of those who are ready and inspire you to set the standard and live for something bigger than yourself. All right, so let's dive in and enjoy. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the second episode of Draw the Line Podcast. I have my brother Danny here with me, my brother Johnny with me. First of all, let's start out with the basic thing, is asking, how are we all doing? How's everybody doing? Good, good, good. I just got back from the beach, bro. Oh. This past week. Dude. Ask me if I cared if my job burned to the ground. Hey, bro. Did, did you care? care no, no, you didn't let me finish. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> we can tell you really I'm don't care. I'm just kidding, man. I'm just kidding. Bro, did, did you get some sunlight out there? You don't look much man, darker. <laughs> Not really. a whole lot. I got some darker. Oh some yeah, okay. I can see it a little bit. I have to, I have to line up. You know that. You know whenever you wear those shoes, long socks up to your ankles uh, for a long you, time. You did that. Yeah. Whenever you take them off, then yeah. that boy look white from mm-hmm. the bottom. He's got two colors of shade on yeah. your legs. That's why I wear I uh, to, ankle cut socks, bro. I have to even it hey. out. Johnny, what's up with you? The boy's been wearing sweaters and riding a bike. Crazy for the past. Sweaters and riding a bike. I will say the bike is taking a toll on me, but I've been super chill, super relaxed <laughs> lately. Uh, just chilling. Honestly, last two days, it's been really relaxing. Took care of some meetings, but beyond that, I've just been chill. Good relaxing. Deal. Good deal. Mm-hmm. Life's been good for me so far. Uh, I celebrated a birthday on the 14th. So Come on. Wait, your birthday? Saying, yes. Ooh, this is awkward. Yeah. I forgot. You actually texted me, <laughs> oh, I think, I did, two bro. days later. <laughs> and, and I was like, you're dead to me, bro. <laughs> That's <laughs> horrible, man. Dang, but, uh, what kind of friend am I? I've been spending time with my family. I've been spending time with uh, people. But I've also you know had to take time to, to myself. Be honest, because y- your been... birthday party is legit. Your family's birthday party. Oh, man. Hard, I bro. tell you, they throw a party, bro. Them jokes they... last three months. Yeah. I, I had a party with my aunt not too long ago. And so it's like, man, it's pretty, like, we make good food. Oh, yes, they do. Oh, my god. You better gosh. invite me. I'm your th- I'm your cousin. Bro, I'm inviting Four times you. Removed. I'm definitely inviting you guys. But we make good good carne and we oh. make uh, I like the, the Coca-Cola. Yes. I like the Coca-Colas mm-hmm. with the glass that you pop it off the That's top. That's some hardcore mm, gangster Coca-Colas. Well, Come on. Danny. Um, Johnny, we're ready to get this thing started. Oh, yeah, Johnny's going to be asking us a set of questions, mm-hmm. and we're going to answer those as we go through the podcast. And you guys get to listen to us and see what y'all think about these questions. Think about them, and also think about what your response would be. Come on, a hundred percent. Go ahead, Johnny. So come on. All right, I'm going to kick us off with our first question. Um, essentially, these questions are going to describe something uh, about attitudes. So some ideas and thoughts, just think ahead on that. But the first question is, describe a time that you faced a major obstacle and how you overcome it. I vote Danny to go on that one. I vote Danny on that one. I'd like to hear him first. What is it? Describe a time that you faced a major obstacle and how you overcame it. Oh, obstacle. I mean, there's so many obstacles that, that I've actually had to go through, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. Uh, like a comparison um, jealousy, mm-hmm. or even whenever uh, I don't know. There's so many things, but how? <laughs> how but uh, I've been I've, whenever I face those um, obstacles. Um, one of the biggest things that I remember going through it is I don't take it too seriously. You know, what I'm saying I actually like, um, man, it's hard to think of a moment for real. I'll let you. I'll let you. Ponder let me think. On of, it. Let me ponder on it. I'll go ahead and 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 do something. So I had a conversation with. Uh, my cousin Luis, my cousin Andres, and my brother just yesterday. And we talked for hours, bro. 
just talking about things in life. And we talked about one of the things that came up was me. And they're like, Arnold never gets mad. Mm -hmm. Arnold is never bothered. Arnold is this. Arnold's that. And I'm just like, hmm, I do get bothered. Uh, I would say that sometimes I probably get angry. But it's what I do with it that's different. And the outcome is not like I'm going to lash out and tell people Mm -hmm. that I'm angry, show people that I'm angry. But I gave them the instance of whenever, and you guys know this, but whenever I went through a full year of my mom, my dad, my brother completely not loving the lifestyle of me going to church and growing and how church has taken my has taken time uh, from me spending time with them. So they were like, you go to church a whole lot and yeah. you never spend time with us. Mm-hmm. So when I got home and I would spend time with them, which is what they wanted, they they were they would put me to work. They were always angry. I would say hello, give them a kiss on the cheek, like how's how's it going? Um, I've missed you guys. Or they just kind of shrugged their head, like mm-hmm. And they don't. They would never make eye contact with me mm-hmm. a lot of the times. And then on top of that, me and my dad's relationship was not good. My dad was like, "You need to come over here and you need to come see your mom." He's like, "Not even see me. Come see your mom because your mom wants you here." And I was like, Dad, I'm making as much time as I can for for you guys. Um, and they're just like, okay, well, you need to make more. Like, we yeah. need more time than church has more time. Mm-hmm. Then God, ha- God has more time than we yeah. do. And how's that right? And, and, you know, they would question me a whole yeah. lot. And so a lot of times, me and my dad were not seeing eye to eye. Eventually, he said, don't ever come to the, back to this house ever again mm-hmm. since you want to go out and do your own stuff. I didn't mm. come back for about a month or so, but yeah. during like for a full year of that with my family, my brother, he also had exchanged words with me about different things, and my mom did too. Nobody, I didn't feel like nobody had my back. I didn't feel like we were a family. I felt like they were a family, and I wasn't. Yeah. But during that time, I took a whole year to pray over my family and pray over their hearts and pray for myself too. Like if I'm doing something wrong, please show me, you know. But I was distributing time to where I could spend time with them, but also know that my personal relationship with God and going to church is one of my life principles of what I believe is Mm -hmm. what I want to do and I need to continue doing because it sustains me, you know? And so they didn't understand that, so I had to pray constantly. And so after my dad told me, like, hey, don't ever come back, a month later, he shows up at my job in Marshall, an hour away oh, from snaps, center. Man. He comes and he cries to me and he's like, son, I, I apologize for the way that I've talked to you. And we both broke down in the parking lot while I was on lunch break. You oh, know, It was insane because it's just like I didn't. A lot of people are like, you have to do something or yeah. sometimes like you can't just sit back. But sometimes sitting back is, is that one thing you, that you need. And let God work at that time. Yeah. And that was one of those moments where I felt like it was never going to get better. But there was this one person that encouraged me and told me, you need to pray for your family. Because this is one of those things that's a heart issue within them. And they, and yeah. they, they, need, to, they need time to realize that. And so like, it, was, it was a hard situation. But it was a time where I overcame it through prayer, through patience, through uh, having to deal mm. with discouragement, all these different things. Tough moment. Tough yeah, moment. yeah. I could tell that in that situation. Uh, I think in the situation with me too, I, I yeah. can I can relate to that yeah. that as well. Um, but what's interesting is that how you overcame it. This is interesting. How you overcame it is you you stood fast to or you ran fast to your values. Mm-hmm. 
what you believed in the first place. Yeah. And that right there is what you stood upon. Even while everything around you is falling apart. Oh, yeah. Even while everything's like crumbling, this and that. The only thing you knew what to do was go straight to what you believed in the first place. Yeah. And you stood firm on that completely. Yeah. Even though in the moment it kind of sucked because you were it's like, a challenge. man, Big I, I want to get off and I want to please my family. Not because yeah. you don't love them or nothing like that, but... I want it to be done. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't want to deal with this anymore. I could easily give in to what they want. Dang. But mm-hmm. I was like, nope. I'm sticking it's, to what... You're sticking yeah. to the values that you, you set in, in place in the first place. That means you're a man of conviction. Yeah. Honestly. Big. That means that's uh, big. That's huge, bro. <laughs> hey, <laughs> no, for real. Yeah. Good sticking. So explain job. explain what you mean by that, so people um, will know. Values, yeah. ba- basically, there are these strong beliefs. It's what you value the most. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying there are these strong beliefs that uh, that even if somebody tries to challenge you. Um, you will not move away from it. You period. Won't you won't budge. You won't move. You won't move anywhere. Like yeah. it, 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 you just you stand firm on it, mm-hmm. regardless. No matter how many waves come at you, yeah. and you're always going up against current at all times, and that's the suckiest part because <laughs> naturally we want to go where everybody else is going. Yeah, naturally, yeah. but. Sometimes whenever you're going the next mile or going to go do that next big thing, Mm -hmm. you have to stand firm upon what you value the most. Like, what are your values is the right question. It's like, what do you value the most? What are you willing to sacrifice for? What are you willing to die for? What are you willing to say I'm standing on this thing regardless of what you call me, say about me? That's an obstacle in general. It's big. That was really big in my life. So, God is good. Johnny. Thing. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know how to come after that. All right, then move on to next. Move on to next one. Move on next one. It was good. Okay. But, um, Sweet I think you. the only thing I would just add to myself is just for me growing. It was I think several years back, just working with other people, learning how to manage my time and take care of things in priority, but also realize like there's other things I have to take care of and I have to be flexible. And that was a big challenge for me. Focused and flexible. Focused and flexible. So it's like, I'm got to be focused on what I'm doing, but I have to be flexible. And what's happening in front of me can change at any second right now. Mm -hmm. And that was something that was very hard to like comprehend mentally is like, I'm trying to stay hundred percent focused on one task, but that task could change in a heartbeat. That's a hundred percent. And that's a challenge for me. That's, Something it's it's difficult for me to focus and it's difficult for me to be flexible in both cases. And so now I've gotten yeah. to a place where it's like it's a lot easier. But it was like time after time and again sacrificing what I thought was the priority to focus on what was the priority. Mm. And so I had to let go of what I thought mm-hmm. I needed to do to take care of what needed to be done. Figure out your priorities. You need yeah. to figure out what your priorities are in life because that will help you. Uh, make those decisions make exactly. easier. That's yeah. exactly what we talk about. If, it's like, the what's har- the priority? The tr- biggest challenge in life is knowing what decision to make. Yeah. <laughs> Especially through all of the alternatives, different decisions. But if you have priorities, they definitely define and even tell you which to choose, what to say yes and no to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Come on. <laughs> all right. So we'll move on to the second question. Next question is going to be, tell us about a time when you wanted to give up but chose not to. My goodness. Let me speak in on this joke. <laughs> Come on, Danny. Come on, kidding. man, brother. Man, uh, mm, the pressures. I like uh, whenever I was, whenever I'm working, uh, sometimes you can get into a routine for so, so long. Yeah. And the next thing you know, after a while, the people around you, 
This may not even be true, but in my mind, I feel neglected. Like, oh, he's not that big of a deal. Oh, no, he's not. He's he's doing the same thing over and over again. There's just no significance in what he's doing. No, but there is significance on the real. But my mind just gets all tricked up. And, um, man, there was a point whenever I actually hit burnout. And this happened not that long ago. I don't think you guys knew about that. You did because I told you about it later. But I had burnout, bro. I wanted to quit like hardcore because uh, I had a lot of responsibilities. But at the same time, I held in all my emotions. Yeah, that's a big no-no. Yeah, holding in all your emotions. You didn't talk about what got on your nerves. You didn't talk about your feelings. You didn't it's talk about this. You. It's all inside of me. And man, holding it in, it made me literally want to quit. Yeah. It literally made me want to um, basically want. So basically, at the church, I work at the church, right? Mm-hmm. I do part-time facilities, which is cleaning and maintenance. And then the other part, I do worship leading and yeah. et cetera. Okay. Yeah. It got so bad to where I wanted to quit worship leading and go straight to facilities. Really? That's that's a huge... And if you know Danny, he's, he's not much of a quitter himself. I'm so not... he hit a point. Man, that was a stinking point. And... Um, but the thing is, I in the moment, I was like, okay, what is the right thing to do? What is the right thing to do? What should I do? What does a leader do? I have to remind myself of who I am at those moments. I was like, okay, you're a leader. What does a leader do? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, <laughs> whoo, Jesus, come <laughs> on, bro. <laughs> and I'm like, Please man, show I don't, don't want to be a leader right now. I just want to quit. I want to just get it off my shoulders, take the weight off, and that's it. But then I'd be denying my true self. Ooh. Of how how God designed me to carry the weight that I'm supposed to carry. Yeah. So, but I I chose not to. I decided to go through it, go through the flame, go through the the hard hard stuff that was going, and actually made myself available to talk to people. Mm-hmm. I actually sat down with one of my one of my overseers, and I was like, "Hey, bro, uh, I want you." And he asked he asked me, "Hey, how are you doing?" I was like. Um, now this is the important part because we need people in our lives mm-hmm. to talk to about everything that we're going through. Yeah. Don't don't be going at it alone for real. Yeah. But yeah. I opened up to him. I said, "Look, bro, I just I just I just want you to listen to me. Okay, I don't want you to give me sixteen points on how to fix nothing. Just I don't listen. want no ten points, no five. I actually told him, I was like, I don't want none of that stuff. I just want you just to listen to me. That's all I want you to do. I might be ridiculous what I'm thinking. It might be ridiculous what I'm feeling. Yeah. But I want you just to listen. Yeah. That's all I want you to do. I don't want no want you to solve my problems. I just want you to listen. Sat there, mouth closed. It was kind of awkward. Mm-hmm. But then I just spilled out. Bro, yeah. I ended up in tears. I was crying. And at the end of it, there was restoration. He prayed for me. Didn't really give me instructions on anything. Yeah. I just needed to get it off my chest so that way I'll be able to think clearly. For real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've done that before. That's big. Wow. Yeah. It's a big deal, bro. I wanted to quit so badly, but I couldn't. I know I can't. Yeah. Because not because um, I'm trying to prove myself. That's not the point. Because I'm really literally not built to quit. I don't think any of us are. Mm -mm. You know what I'm saying? I think it's super important. The key thing is having accountability and having people you can go to about discussing things. Like discuss hard things, hard discussions, things that... You can't just say it to anyone. So you got to have someone you can trust to. You got to have someone sure. who's reliable, who's also not going to feed into your emotions or what you think or what you want, mm-hmm. but they're looking out what's best for, for your you. best yeah. interest. Yes. And let me just start. Let me just bounce off that. Please forgive me, both of you guys, for not coming to you guys in the first place when I was going through no, this. Dude, I'm hey. not even kidding. I repent right now to you guys. Come Please on. forgive me. No, man. I should have came to you guys. I love you, bro. In the first place. It's all love, man. It I, is. As long as you're, you're seeking that help, bro. Hey. 
you keep you keep doing what you're doing, but just know we're always here for you. But it's mm-hmm. it's awesome what Danny said too is is that when you have accountability or you have a brothers that are mm-hmm. here for you or even sisters, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and what he said was, I just want you to listen. I don't need, I don't, I don't, not necessarily. I don't want advice right now. I just need you to listen. You ever realize how a lot of people just want that? Oh yeah. yes, like it's just like yes. I just want to be heard. And 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 if they say that, it's because they just want they just want to just get it out of them because 100%. they have no way of being able to like put that out to anybody. It's honestly the same way that it happens with my wife. Mm-hmm. Sometimes she comes to me with problems, and I automatically want to fix everything. Well, I'm the same way. I'm, <laughs> but and then I ask her, I'm like, okay, uh, do you want me to fix it? Do you want me to listen? <laughs> I have to actually ask that because I can't read minds. Yeah. And I'm like, do you want me to fix it? Do you want me to listen? Sometimes it's listen. I'm like, okay, I'm just listening. I don't have to fix yeah. anything. And then she goes like, no. I just want you to listen. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I'm listening. <laughs> but I we need to be told sometimes. We know, need to be told sometimes because I think sometimes we can fall into the fixing mode, trying to fix people's like problems. Like the natural like leader, like, yes. hey, you're coming to me because I'm I'm pretty sure you want help. But they're not actually vocalizing that. And so the immediate thought is, I need that that person's coming to you for help. The most healthiest thing is just to listen. And that can fix a multitude of the person's problems. So if anybody comes to you, uh, pay more, fix, focus more on listening and actually listening, not yeah. trying to figure out their dots, but just listen. Well, just listen. And that right there Sit will... Sit still and just Sometimes ears. they'll figure out the answer on their own just by listening to... It's true. Yeah, I it's was true. talking to a buddy of mine. <laughs> I'm like, whoa! Dang. Yeah. <laughs> I should be like, a counselor. Anyways. <laughs> like, I'm talking to a buddy of mine uh, yesterday. I was just talking to him, and when he was discussing, he was like, man, when's, when's, where's a good place to just communicate that I want to just be heard, but I don't want to be taught something new? Mm-hmm. And there's, he was talking to him because he had a friend who is really big in teaching, and that's like, I know it's a spiritual gift of him, his just heavy teacher. But he's like, I just want to talk and just have casual conversation. Guilty. And I told oh him, like, yeah, I've got like Danny oh, over here. Man. We need to set boundaries. Like, I there's do. times we just want to talk. Like, when it's just the bros and we're hanging out over at Danny's place, like, we just want to hang. And there is no like teaching. Involved no lesson, going no on. life yeah. lesson, no it's nothing. It's like, no, we're playing some Need for Speed over here and just <laughs> enjoying our time. And we may pop out something that it could be a teachable moment, but it's like, no, this brought to you by Need for Speed Part One, Two, and Three, and the new one that's coming. I'm just kidding. My Mac doubles four for four. Get your deal today. Uh-huh. Take that all back. Throw that in a f- not, not sponsored. We're throwing a free car wash. Not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, go on to the next one. Right, let's go. <laughs> next question. All right, number three. How did you react when asked to do something beyond your capabilities? John, you want to hit this one? You have you ever experienced something like this? Beyond my capabilities, um, I would say right now in the season of life I'm in right now, I'm constantly hit up on a lot of things, and some very challenging, yeah. and I'm very unfamiliar in some areas to a degree. Mm-hmm. I, I know a lot, especially in a tech arts department, and that's kind of the role mm-hmm. I've taken over. Is I've taken over more of a TA role, and so I'm having to answer questions to problems I don't know the answer <laughs> to. Ain't that a leader? <laughs> and I've got to be able to word things correctly to not. See, I don't don't know them, but it's like, hey, let me get a second, let me get back to you, and so I got to be there very humble about it because sometimes I can come in and just say, "That's true." Yeah, I understand. I, understand. I, got, I got you. I got. I'll just, 
And I don't. I, I don't have a clue. <laughs> yeah. I've been guilty in the past of doing that where I think I know what I'm Sometimes talking about. Sometimes the best thing you can know, say is, I don't really I don't know. know, but I'll figure it. Let me, let me figure it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's always a key backup answer is like, uh, let me figure it out. And you got to so follow through with it, too. I'm quick to respond, quick to answer those concerns, but it's like, that's a huge challenge of mine is it's, in some areas, it's beyond my capabilities. Other areas, I thrive, yeah. but there's challenging ones where I don't have the capability where I may not have the tools just yet. It's like I'm always having to communicate and say, let me get back to you. Mm-hmm. And I'm always got to be very uh, intentional about growing and learning in those areas on weekend. Because uh, if I want to really be the most successful person in the position I am in and grow as a leader, I've got to be always on point to grow, learn, and train mm-hmm. to be more adequate in what I'm doing so that it can further the kingdom of God. It can further the people around mm-hmm. me. It can help others and go beyond me. Because at the end of the day, it's not about me. It's about the people I'm serving, helping. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I know whenever somebody asks me, like, to do something that I'm probably not the most capable to do. Yeah. I freak out at first, to be honest, because just like, okay, this is something new. Now I got to research, do it. But then I'm, I'm just like what you say. Somebody gives me a task. I don't shy away from it, but I tell them, like, hey. I don't know exactly how this goes, just being honest with you, but I, I can guarantee and promise you that I'm going to do my absolute best to find the answers. Mm-hmm. It, might, it might not be exactly what you want, but I'm going to at least try to find some answers. But at first, not going to lie, my first initial thought is freak out because it's new to me, you know? Yeah, I, I would agree. My first initial thought would be like, who the mess are you talking to right now? Why don't you, why don't you just find somebody that knows what they're doing so you can stop wasting time talking to me right now? <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, that's just real how talk, I feel. Real talk. Yeah. Real but, talk. No, real for- talk. <laughs> I feel it. Like, why are you wasting your time talking to me? I don't know anything about this stuff. That, that, I think that right there go falls into the quitting kind of yeah. mentality. And I don't want to be known. F- I don't want to quit. I didn't know that at first. But whenever I'm brought up to something that's beyond my capabilities i'm like you know what let me just be honest it's okay to say i don't really know the answer yeah. but let me try to figure it out and how do you do that books uh articles youtube videos websites, websites. there google has a boatload of information right now that you could tlc never tender love and care do it yourself what is it dyi or something like that DIY. Yeah, do your DIY, do it yours. Yeah, yeah, I can't. What the heck? <laughs> but whenever I'm asked to do something beyond my capabilities, I let the person know that either I'm gonna figure it out or I'm gonna find somebody to come and do it. That someone that knows what they're doing to do it themselves, or I figure it out. Either or, I try to find a solution to the problem that uh, that is uh, beyond the capability at all times. So yeah. here, here's a question yeah. that's not on here, but I, it came to mind. Yeah. How would you handle these, you know, when somebody tells you to do something that you know you're not capable of doing it or you don't have the capabilities to do it, how would you? How would your old self reacted oh, to that? Uh, I think that's something that we can I see think, who we are now to who we were I before. think my first initial response. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what, why are you talking to me right <laughs> yeah. now? And then I would have just walked away and said, quit wasting your time and go find somebody else that knows what they're doing. Yeah. Don't talk to me right now. You know, that's yeah. my response. Okay. okay. But the thing is, I'm no longer a person who is a responder. I am proactive yeah. trying to figure out when. I don't wait for things to happen for me to react to them. I'm active at all times finding uh, solutions to all things, no matter what questions 
and I still have to put a boundary of not teaching a lesson too. Exactly. Yeah. I have to listen. <laughs> yeah. I would say like me, I'm like the literally opposite. My old self uh, often was going to do whatever he could to make it happen, mm. even if it meant breaking something in the process. Oh. And so it's like I would be so oh quick gosh. to not figure out a solution. I would just fight to make the thing work. And so wow. I would try to make things happen, and this isn't how it works. Mm-hmm. And so many times I would fail and break something, hurt someone gotcha. in the process. I would rush in and do something, and I'm, I'm hurting more people than mm-hmm. I'm helping anyone. Uh, and I'm destroying the effort of what I'm doing is really destroying everyone's mentalities. And it tends oh to gosh. even destroy, like, the project or the process or something we're trying to fix. Mm-hmm. Not even going to lie, that just happened to me right before I went to the beach. Okay, yeah. this is this recent. My wife, uh, she told me uh, to, to like, take apart this little seat that my baby Ella, she sits in to mm-hmm. eat. Well, I was taking it apart, but this top part of it, mm-hmm. it, supposedly it's supposed to come apart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the thing is that it didn't come apart for me. So the next <laughs> thing, out of frustration. You got oh, a hammer and broke that moon. Out of frustration, no. <laughs> I... Hit it with my hand and it broke. So I broke the new. <laughs> oh, oh, Danny. And then I fixed it yeah. after. Good deal. Okay. But the thing is, what I should have done was I should have stopped. Step back. Step back. Yeah. Think. Mm-hmm. And figure out a solution and then respond to it. Yeah. Okay. Not out of initial, just because out of frustration. Because that, like you said, that causes. I get frustrated like that. So, yeah. Who doesn't get frustrated? Yeah, you know, frustrated. frustration actually comes from not knowing what to do. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, stress, bro. Stress ah. comes from not knowing what to do. Mm-hmm. And usually after stress, the end result is it can go into depression. It can go into worry. It can go into frustration. It can go into all that just because you don't know what to do. So, if you ever feel yeah. stressed, Depressed, worry, stop, step back, drop step and back, roll. Oh. think. Yeah. yeah, you can drop and roll if you want, but think fire, while you're doing Fire, fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Think and figure out what to do. If you don't know, ask a friend. That's good. Call in. Help call is, in a, what yeah, do you say? Help. Call in a friend. Come on. Phone a friend. Help, phone a friend. Help is never bad. Always remember oh, that. Oh, man, so, please. Yeah. The reason why I'm not in debt now with everything that me and my wife have is because Rob I asked for that help. bank. You what? Oh yeah, whatever drowns your boat. That's nah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. We're not delinquents. Because right. we ask for help. Yes. Yeah. Next question. All right. Number four. How do you handle a situation where you are becoming overwhelmed with work or a project? You stop. <laughs> like Drop when you, it really, yeah. You stop, you step back, and you think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How will I actually have to ask it this way, to say it this way. How will Danny Solve this problem. Yeah. Not how will Johnny or someone else. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to start. Because you know yourself. I know. Yeah, you, you know yourself. You know so. yourself. And not only that, the, the benefit, I think, is that you're actually demanding your potential mm-hmm. to be used. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then you're starting to grow into something else you never thought. Like, for example, cameras and shooting and et cetera, y'all's videos. Mm-hmm. How many times have you been to a point where you didn't know what to do? I've had so many creativity <laughs> blocks, bro. It's unreal. And I just get frustrated because it's just like I should be having creativity because I'm supposed to be creating content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But never before did I realize like it's okay to take a break. It's okay to stop, relax, breathe, step back, and try again. Yeah. Because sometimes when you're clouded by your emotions, you mm-hmm. don't think clearly. So, man, sometimes it's just good to step back and just actually see 
the bigger picture while you're not angry, yes. frustrated, sad, any dif- any kind of different thing, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. I would say, like, growing up in the last five, I would say close, let's say the last two years, ta- last two years, I realized a lot of things I needed to work on personally was, like, stepping back and looking at what's ahead of me. Mm-hmm. Um, for a long time, I was very short-minded goals. I was intentional about getting to a certain place in life, uh, growing in my relationships with people and looking forward to like having that future with the family and the kids and having the house, all those things. And those to me now in reality are so short term mindsets. Mm -hmm. Like there's still long term like goals, but it's like, I need to break down what's leading me to that point and what's, what's going to get me there. And so I'll look at these long term goals and I'm saying, okay, to get there, I've got to go through all these hoops and then I'll lay out all those lists so every year now I list out everything I need to do for the year so I can grow and develop myself and be mm-hmm. prepared to step into the next season. Mm-hmm. And so now this year is the first year I'm like coming out of that list that I made last year. And I'm just blown away on how much I've accomplished off that list. Oh, yeah. I haven't done all of it. And I think in some ways it's God's going to change and move you in the right direction, what he has for you. Sometimes we can get distracted by what we think we're mm-hmm. going to go after. And the next year is like, this is what I'm going to be doing for you, God. And he says, um, no, but this over here is not too far from it. And this is what I have for you. Mm-hmm. And so he's guiding you in the direction. He's mm-hmm. giving you provisions, like just being very obedient through the process of that. And so like for this next year, I've already got it written out before the years even started. Yeah. And I know exactly what next year is going to be, what the goals are intended, what is the heart behind next year and what's the long-term vision. Two years after that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always looking two to five years beyond that point. Is this leading me closer to that point? And is this where God wants me? Good deal. Good deal. Boy, own it. What's the next question we got, John? <laughs> that was a good talk. Hey, keeps me from being overwhelmed. I think about the future, and the future <laughs> Man, but see, is the biggest yeah. one I think a lot of people are overwhelmed by. Mm-hmm. It's, it's true. The future. And sometimes you got people that focus too much on the future that they forget the present. They do. That's me, bro. So that's why Amen. I try to set goals within the next couple months and not the next couple of years. Yeah. Like I have a vision, uh, but I write it down, but it's it's kind of one of those things that I am working on stuff here right now within the next couple of months because I know if I think ahead of time, I won't get the goals that I have now done. Yeah. I know myself. I get lazy, yeah. bro. I get, I get really lazy. <laughs> so, yeah. Good. All right, let's go on to the fifth question. Tell me about a time when you made a mistake in your workplace or anywhere and how you resolved it. I was working at Tri-State Battery, and we put I put a car battery inside the vehicle, and I put I switched the Which negative car? and the positive. Yes, I switched oh, and put them bro, wrong. Oh, dude. Bruh. The whole thing <laughs> blew up the car. I ain't even going to lie. <laughs> Woo! I was so the man was mad. <laughs> when I'm done, I'm sorry. Like you just went black. I said, I, 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 fire, bro? I was, I don't know, bro. It's like the stuff you see in movies, dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Danny relived that. My goodness. Um. But anyways, I made a mistake, and it was like, it was like a pretty pricey. Yeah. It was one of those expensive batteries, like for a BMW. You know what I'm saying? Oh my it cost two hundred something dollars. So, uh, anyway, and how I resolved that was basically I could have done a few things. One, I could have walked away 
and made up something. I could have said, I could have made up, you know what I'm saying? You know the, the yeah, whole, this battery my brakes right went here. out when yeah. you hit a car? This battery my brakes went faulty. out. <laughs> that excuse that everybody uses. <laughs> and, or my, my, I blacked out while you're driving. You remember when you were a teenager, bro? Yeah. You were like, my, I blacked out. Oh, my, my brakes went out. I hit a car. <laughs> but anyways, I actually, um, actually uh, fessed up. And it was scary as a mess to fess up and to go to the boss. The manager mm-hmm. and be like, "Hey, and you know that feeling on the inside where you're like, oh my gosh, what's gonna happen? What's I'm gonna about happen? to get about chewed to get out, or chewed I'm out. gonna lose my I'm job, be homeless, my... and I'm never gonna see nobody ever again. Be on the side of the road, and then they'll brought... You got some wounds, no, bro. Oh, okay, yeah, my bad, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I had to go up to him and fess up and be like, "Look, this is what that's happened," tough. and I was scared the yeah, whole time. But I was tough. like, "This is what happened." This is what happened. This is what I did. And my goodness. And I was just waiting for the consequence. It turned out, it always never turns out as bad as, the consequence never turns out as bad as you ma- I imagined it in my brain. Unless you have a really, like, not really that good of a boss or a manager. Yeah, it just depends. It, it just Very depends. Un- so what happened? Um, what do you mean? Like, the, how it all yeah, got what resolved? Yeah, what did he tell you? Oh, he was like, don't worry about it. I got it. Just tell me what you did, and I'll, I'll go talk to the guy for you. Oh. Imagine if I would have lied and it then moved on yeah. and, and never f- confronted him. He would have had to find out another way. What if you would have gotten fired because you, you yes. weren't honest about what you yes. said? Okay. Yes. Wow. Dang. So I think in all our situations, yeah, it, it can happen batteries. with anything. It's yeah. like if something bad happens, like spending $40,000 or something that you weren't supposed to, that you didn't document or something, or anything from Smoothie King to anywhere from Super One, you know what I'm saying? We don't talk about that place no more, bro. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> but um, that place confront, is confront the person who's actually who's in charge of the thing and don't be afraid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you make a mistake, don't hide away, don't shy away, don't fall into shame. Uh, confront. It's not as scary as it seems. It's actually safer to be in that area. So, like, if you're dealing with something in your lives, what would y'all say? If you're dealing with something with your, in your lives, the best thing for you is to bring it to the surface instead Definitely. of it to come to the surface by itself. Yeah, because every time. Yeah, because if not, you're holding on a burden forever mm-hmm. about this certain thing that you did, and you can't, you feel like you're so deep in now that you can't tell the truth or something mm-hmm. like that, you know? You carry that, and it really, it really messes you up. Like, it it's really, true. really, um, Brings a toll on you mm-hmm. mentally because you're always thinking about it. The one thing you did wrong that you could have been telling the truth about, you know. Overthinking and then you're overwhelmed again. Don't oh, know. it keeps going. Oh, it keeps man, going. it's a no. trouble. I, I know one time I did uh, my previous job, Super One. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had keys to the store. I was in charge of locking up after all the customers were gone, all the employees were gone. I was the last man into the store, like to, to set the alarm. Uh, clock out, go home, lock up. Uh, one time I lost the, the store key, bro. I almost did it twice one time, but I only did it once. And so during that time, I spent a whole two hours trying to look for it. And I wanted to say, hey, boss, like I wanted to either like come up with a lie or something. Just mm-hmm. kind of like how you said. In my, in my head, I was like, what am I going to tell him? If I tell him that I lost the key, I might get fired. Yeah. Because that key, apparently it costs a lot of money because it's a central master key that goes to every big places in the store. Eventually, I just said, you know what? I'm going to own up to it. I lost my dead gum key, and I'm going to tell them I lost my key. 
I told him, and, and and he was one of those boss yeah. that does not take things very oh, easily. Yeah. So mm. he made it clear, like he, I, I told him, like, hey, boss, I lost my key. He's like, well, son, do you remember where you put it at? I was like, no, that's why I'm calling you, bro. <laughs> I don't know where it's at. And then he's just like, you know that key is really expensive. We're going to have to replace it. And I was like, yes, sir. And he kept lecturing me and lecturing me. Yeah. And eventually he said, you know what? We're going to take care of it. Don't worry about it. You know, it's, it, it happens. Don't worry about it. I appreciate you for telling me. I found the key later on, like five minutes later. It was sitting in the grass where I had been walking, and I was so mad because like, I just got off the phone with my boss. Again, frustration yeah. blinds you, and mm-hmm. thoughts blind you from seeing clearly. So true. Mm-hmm. Uh, and be patient. That's one thing oh, I just yeah. heard. Like, Be patient with the person like that you're talking to. Yeah. Even if they do give you a lecture. You just, hey, listen to it. Listen. Because listen. I know he didn't, listen. he didn't mean nothing wrong by it, but no, he was no, no, no. like, hey, I don't want this to happen again to you. So here's how we can avoid this. Yeah, we just can't let our frustrations or our anger of like, oh, no. I can't be like, man, shut up, dude, man. Don't talk to me. You You know know what I'm saying? I can't can't retaliate at that time when I did mess up and he's just trying to offer help, you know. But Mm -hmm. it just kind of depends also who it is. Like Danny said, you got different people that deliver things different ways. Oh, yeah. That's 100%. Be patient with all people. My goodness. Come on. I'll say I would answer that one, but I'm going to let us keep rolling. Go ahead. Because we're running time time. I will say I've made plenty of mistakes, and we'll have to talk about those in our time because I've made some bad ones. (laughs) We've Uh, all been there. So number six, (laughs) when was the last time you worked with a difficult person, and what did you learn from the experience? I think that's all the dang time. All the dang time. I was about to say that. I was about to say not just a specific time, all the time. It's because you got a bunch, you have a lot of people with different perspectives, different ways of fixing things, different ways of, different solutions, different attitudes. attitudes. Some are right, some are wrong, you know what I'm saying? And, and I think, I think that what, what did you learn from the experience? What did we learn from experience of working with difficult people? One, for me, is that they're still learning. Yeah. No matter what. The person that is with me, that's being difficult, I guess, for me, uh, they're still learning themselves. They don't have it all together. Just because they're a leader doesn't mean that they're perfect. Leaders grow and they learn all the time. Every person from Walmart to Super One to here and there and et cetera, at our jobs, yeah. everybody's still learning. Everybody, give them grace mm-hmm. all the time. That's sure. one thing that I learned experience. Yeah, I, I work with a lot of people that are not necessarily like, all of them are Christians. You know, I work with all yeah. kinds of people, people who don't believe, people who do believe. So I get a mixture of, a, of different people in different locations. And it's been a challenge because some people do not know that they don't know how to submit to authority whenever somebody's in charge of them in different areas. Um, even though that that's their job and they have been they've signed a contract or if you're going to live here, that's at, that's at ETBU. If you're going to live here, there's rules that you got to follow. So I work with difficult students all the time, and I work with great students. Um, And always I'm not going to get the same same outcome with each person because I have 77 residents where I stay at, and and I have to Mm. meet up with them if they do something wrong. And some of them, I like, you know, some of them, they're like, yes, sir, I I won't do it again. Some of them are like, bruh, like, are you serious? Like, why y'all got this rule, this and that? And I'm just like, I have, I have, uh, I have somebody who's in authority over me that I have to listen to and implement these different things 
uh, called policies, called rules, procedures, and then at the end, it's like, what does the what does the university believe that they should uphold at this Christian university? Yeah, and so all the time. It's it's all about patience. It's a big thing. Patience with all those people uh, and learning how to talk to people. Communication. You can't communicate. just go in. You just you can't just go in pointing fingers. But like also know that building a relationship or realizing that they're human beings and that you want to build a relationship with them mm-hmm. goes a long way because then they they feel loved and they feel cared for and so they don't feel that you are always against them. And they'll you know? work with you. Yeah, they yeah. will. Eventually, That's a good point. After you get past the. The little, the little, the rubble, little mess up, the little, the little mess up, yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll meet you halfway. It might take a while, but it, that's why I said it takes patience. For me, yes. with those students, it takes patience. Um, some of them, I, I'm just like, that was dumb. <laughs> you could have done better. Why are you doing this kind of junk? You know. But in the end, I'm just like, hey, we're human. You messed up. Don't let it happen again, or else there's consequences. And Definitely. I give it to them. I give it to them straight. But I show love, and, and I'd be like, so how's football going? Afterwards, yeah. Like, how's football going? When they come in, I say, "How you doing? You did this. Let's fix it. Yeah. Don't do it again. Here's what's gonna happen. Afterwards, how's football? And 100%. we talk. Our conversation about football lasts longer than our conversation about them getting in trouble because I know that they retain the information, and that I, I believe that they're gonna yeah. try to do better. When mentoring people, that's one of the biggest keys for me is to always like go back to the relational side right after the coordination or correction. It doesn't matter because yeah. they're still they're still like a person. They're still image of God. They're still very valuable people. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's go to number seven, Johnny. I want you to start that. Let's get it. All right. So if you are at work or somewhere else and a person spilled coffee on you, how would you react? How would you react? Gosh, um... Johnny throwing hands. Who <laughs> <laughs> throw a marshmallow at the guy. Johnny <laughs> is, is the most nicest guy. I don't think hot chocolate, man. I'm not bad at Johnny yeah. be like, it's okay, bro. Don't worry, man. man Johnny, how would you bro. respond? <laughs> I mean, Arnold's not wrong. Like, I tell you. Honestly, I know my boy. <laughs> like, Ar- how Arnold would respond. Like, he initially said he's like a super nice dude. And I, in a lot of ways, I would say I'm the same way. Because I probably have had this happen... Several times, coffee so spilled on honesty, you. Yeah, I've had coffee. I've had ice cold water. Just spilled any on me. kind of beverage. I've had any beverage like spilled oh, on gotcha. me before. I've had it from a friend who did on accident to a family member to literally the waitress spilled the coffee on me. Oh, bro! To a waiter, I've had a guy do it to me as well. And so, even I, if it's on purpose, yeah, <laughs> totally. If it's on, <laughs> and the first response I have. Is no, 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 I've got this. I'll take care. I'll help you clean up. Like, mm. don't worry about this. I've got you covered. Like, and it's it's because I know for me when stuff hits the like, it just hits hard. Like, and like the world comes crashing down on you, it can really overwhelm you really quick. And I know what that feels like. And so, like, I would rather take the burden than to let someone suffer alone through it. Mm-hmm. And so, I will give everything up to help them out. I will sacrifice everything I have to help another person out. And so seeing someone struggle like that, like that's probably the worst feeling is either dumping. And I've actually had this too. I've had food dumped on me at a Bro, where do you be going, bro? <laughs> it's these Cajun, it it's these Cajun restaurants. <laughs> tell you what. I haven't gone back since. No. <laughs> no, I got mad love respect for these uh, places. Sure. And, and, you know, mistakes happen, especially when you've got a young lady who's been working for the last 24 hours, like, nonstop. Has two, three jobs working 100%. away. 100%. You don't know what people are going like, I through, I don't know man. what they've gone through, yeah. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. And so I've got to be super mindful. Oh, like, my god. They may be having the worst day of their life, 
and I could be the blessing so that even though the mistake happened, I can help as much as I can because I know what's happening on the inside of them is probably worse than what I can do to them because they're eating up themselves on the inside yeah. and I can do whatever I can to help them before they eat themselves up to the point they kill themselves on the inside. Because uh, I think that's the biggest enemy nowadays is we can beat ourselves up for mistakes we make, things we do, and it's like we feel worthless some days because of that. I don't want no one to feel that. So I'll take the burden. Mm-hmm. 100%. Because it comes from a, a, a inside of insecurity. Yeah. An insecurity within a person to, like, crumble on top of somebody else, to make yourself feel a whole lot more macho. Mm-hmm. Which is a natural thing, I guess, but at the same time, it's not correct. It's not. Yeah. It's not really the right attitude. Especially, I talk to Mc, my, Mackenzie, my wife, all the time. Whenever we're going to restaurants, I see all these other people there talking to these waitresses and etc. And they always get an attitude like, "Oh, this person did this. Oh, this person got Dr. Pepper's flat. Doctor Pepper flat. This etc." And then I'm thinking in my head, "That's a that's a machinery issue now." The Doctor yeah, Pepper's flat. They, yeah, they can't. They can't necessarily. Fix they, they can't deserve. And I'm like, no, look. If anything, I'm going to be a person who makes it better for them. Because they're already dealing with people every single day that are rude to them. Awesome. I'm not going to add to that because that's not no. who I am. I'm going to live above it. Amen. Go beyond yeah. it and serve them even when they don't even ask for Come on. It. So whenever a person pours coffee on top of me, I'm like, hey. No, it's okay. Totally it's fine. Good. It's cool. Don't worry about it. No, let me clean it too. It's okay. This shirt, I didn't need it anyways. You know, it's not sarcastically just saying yeah. it's good. I make a joke out of it yeah. to make it relational and be like, no, don't worry about it. Especially whenever I have my wife who like breaks something in the kitchen and mm-hmm. it falls and it blasts and spreads everywhere. And the next thing you know, Ella, my baby, mm-hmm. tiny, makes a lot of things. I have to extend a lot of grace now mm-hmm. and be like, no, it's okay. I got you. I got you. It's that extra love, bro. That's extra, extra level love. of love. Spread the extra love all around. There you go. So, um, let me go ahead and go into a story. All right, okay. story time. Story time. <laughs> Three men were laying bricks, all right? If y'all didn't catch it yet, we're talking about one word. What is that? Attitude. Attitudes. Attitude. We're talking about attitude. Um, so, three men were laying bricks. Okay. Man one asked, what are you doing? He answered, laying some brick. Man two was asked, what are you working for? He answered, for five lousy dollars. Man three was asked, what are you doing? He answered, helping, a, helping to build a great cathedral unto the worship of our God. So what do you learn from that? Three men working on the same building, but they have completely different attitudes. The first man can only see the bricks. Mm-hmm. The second man can only see how much little he is being paid. Mm-hmm. And the third one saw a finished cathedral with people worshiping. Yep. Who had the better attitude? Well, it's definitely not number two. He's <laughs> he's all about the money. He's like, this mm-hmm. is not. It's, mm-hmm. He's in that complaining mode, mm-hmm. which we've all been there. Mm-hmm. But that already, yeah. And number one can only see the bricks. Yeah. So we would say that the third one had the better attitude. Now, the same job, but three completely different people, only because their minds, their belief systems. The power of the mind can make you have a different experience on your job right next to a lousy worker. There's this uh, quote that's said by John Maxwell. He said, the attitude is the paintbrush of the mind. What's that make you think? It's the paintbrush of the mind. I'm trying to think a little bit. I think it can, it can set the perspective. Like having the right attitude sets the right perspective of what you see ahead. And so your attitude can really persuade you in the way you see things around you. 100%. And, and when I was younger... 
being told to have a good attitude made me so mad. It like, it triggered me. Like, have a good attitude. And then that triggered me in itself. Yeah. The thing is, I had to s- stop trying to have a good attitude because it was hard to take from somebody, like my family or somebody, to tell me to have a good attitude after they don't really have a good attitude either. So it's yes. hard to receive that yeah. from someone who doesn't have a good attitude. So the thing is, um, I had to learn. I had to, we need to find out how we ought to think and then begin to think like that. This is why in the scripture it says, have the attitude of Christ. We have a model, a specific type of way of thinking that we shall follow. Because the one we have naturally, it's not going to cut it. You know what I'm saying? Our perspective. Um, it's interesting because attitude is not everything, but it's the main thing. Mm-hmm. It's the main thing across the board. Uh, so I just want to share with you guys how thoughts and ideas transfer into our lives. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> How thoughts and ideas transfer into our life. So check this out. Thoughts and ideas, think about it. thoughts and ideas create mm-hmm. our beliefs. Your beliefs creates your convictions, which are immovable beliefs. Your convictions create your attitude, and your attitude controls your perception, and your perception dictates your behavior. Hey. That's good. So again, thoughts and ideas create your beliefs, which what we discussed right here was um uh, the three completely different people only because of their minds, their belief system. Uh, basically, the beliefs creates your conviction and move beliefs like we just discussed. Mm-hmm. Your convictions create your attitude. Your attitude controls your perspective of life and your perspective dictates your behavior. So if someone's misbehaving, what do you think the issue is? Their, their, their perception. Their perception. That means... So mm-hmm. when people have like one of those like Hey, we working that nine to five. It's whatever. It's you know. It's 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 about money. Mm-hmm. What do you? So their perception will be that that's all there is to life. I guess you would say mm-hmm. is that no hundred percent is that I gotta work to make it in life. I guess you would say that's survival mode. Yeah. Okay. Because I had that conversation I, with somebody. Ideas, thoughts, and ideas and experiences uh-huh. can shape a person's attitude and perspective perspective in life. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Here's 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 interesting. Correct, effective living is determined by receiving your thoughts from the correct source. Correct, effective living is determined by receiving your thoughts from the correct source, which leads to the question, what or who is your source of information? What what is your guys' uh, source of, of source of information? For me, it's the Bible. Yeah. I'm not even gonna lie. So it's 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 scripture, mm-hmm. um, and then also a big thing is, it wouldn't be my complete source, but it's also uh, it adds on to what I already. Mm-hmm. It would be you guys mm-hmm. because you guys also I see where your source comes from, and my source comes from. I would say that we are all uh, our source. Our source comes from God and, and His Word and Scripture, and. F- Therefore, I think that because you guys are following that, sometimes uh, you guys can also add to my thoughts, to what I believe, my yeah. attitude. It's influential. And so it's to say that, uh, you know, also people can influence you if you let them. But you Movies, have to. books. Anything. Social media. We'll go social ahead and say media. It. Social media. Yeah, social media. Politics. Politics people is around big... you. Everywhere. You're sort like if you okay. So if you have unbalanced thinking, unbalanced attitude, what does that mean? It means you have an unbalanced source. Yeah. So who's your source? 
Is it unbalanced or is it balanced? I don't want to live my life on an unbalanced source and me guessing at life all the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because that's going to shift my attitude. Survival mode kind of attitude. Like you said about the, the guy. I know a couple people like that, too. They're just surviving in life. Where do you think that comes from? Hmm. It comes from their upbringing. I would say, yeah, I would say from, from family, I from guess you would family's say. family's a big place. Yeah. Yeah. Not only that, but some people don't even have families. Where do they get it from? Their teachers. So how do you, like... Oh, man, that might be a too much of a no, long no, no, topic. No. I think that'd be too much of a long topic. I was just gonna ask. This will be something just to think about. But yeah. like, how how do we attitude and us? We have great attitude. Somebody else might not have great attitude. How are we able to? I would say the right attitude. Or, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, so here's another statement. Your question it says, "How do you have it? How do you get that kind of attitude? How do you obtain, it? How you how do you obtain it? it? Good. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Even though, even though. Like what you said, your perception in life or your behavior, you know, all these have influenced you. Mm-hmm. So therefore, your attitude can sort of be this way, you know. So, so basically, the source of your thoughts determine the quality of the thoughts. And the quality of the thoughts determine the quality of your life. See, to change a man, you must change the thoughts in his heart, which means his mind. We need to find out how we ought to think and begin to think like that. So simply put, change what you're consuming. Change what you're putting in. Yeah. Change, like, the friends I, ha- I used to have, I don't hang out with them anymore. Cut them out. They're not, they're not putting into me. They're not adding to me. Um, there's four things I always teach people. I think I told you guys this before. Mm-hmm. It's attitude, altitude, attri- at- attributes, aptitudes, and altitude. Attitude, meaning you have to have the right attitude. Basically, the attitude comes from your belief system, which is I have to choose to have a right attitude. I have to choose to have discipline. I have to choose to remain positive, optimistic, patient. I have to choose those, regardless of my family that was never patient. But then after that, then I have to move on to the last one, which I'm going to skip the two between, which is attributes and aptitudes. Altitude. My altitude changes in life. After my attitude changes, my altitude changes. That means sometimes like, I have to let go of some friends, some old movies, some old books, some terror movies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, basically, how to practically uh, create it is how to control your attitude in the moment. This is something. How, how would you guys, how do you control your attitude in the moment when those things come? First, I think what was hard for me to begin with is is... And I, and I know a lot of people that are this way. It's like my attitude is solely based on my perception of what life has been like for me. Past experiences. And so, like, if my past experiences suck, my attitude will, be yes. a, will determine um, how my life goes. So, like, I'm, it's just, that's just me personally. I, I, it's, like, you can't I really change to, your past either. Yeah, no, no. Like, it's one of those things that I take the time to think that, okay, I have a past. Um, is that the same person? No. Uh, I have these ways of thinking that weren't all the way uh, too good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that mean that I, I can't change it? No, I can change it. I can choose to change it. But I say a lot of people's attitudes are determined from their past experience or their past upbringings. And I, I tackle that first. I 100%. tell them, okay, so why do you think the way you do? Mm-hmm. Why do you think that? Why do you say that's okay? I've questioned people that There's something that way. in his past that actually created that kind of thinking. And I'm not going to say, hey, you're wrong, I'm right. I'm going to let you determine 
what what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, I let I let what I've done because a lot of people are like, oh, you look like you're doing good in life. Like, well, I, sometimes I, I'm doing great. Mm-hmm. I've changed my life around. So if you see that, according to you, that I'm doing good, wouldn't you want to follow or mimic kind of like what I do? And some of the people are like, yeah, like I want, I want your way of thinking. I want your attitude. And I, and I start to tell them, why do you think the way that you do? Mm-hmm. Why is your attitude that way? That means you, you have know? to go dig back in the past to see why you think the way I that you I question a lot. Yeah. I question people. I question myself, like, not in a bad way, but I, honestly, I get real with myself. You like, reflect. Why do I feel this way? You reflect mm-hmm. on life. Mm-hmm. Johnny. Oh, my turn. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> Johnny Dang, was like, man, that I'm was just, good. <laughs> I'm just soaking it in. I mean, uh, shoot, for me, it's it's like I've I got to take a breath for sure. It's what we kind of talk about tonight. Mm-hmm. It's like taking the time to breathe, to mm-hmm. soak in what's going on, and like to not be quick in the responses of what we make, but making the choice to take our time to be very um, focused on looking what's going on so that we don't let the outside forces around us affect the inside us. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. But we're being the force to change the outside circumstances with the attitudes we have to respond with. And so I think it's really healthy just to take time, take a breath, focus on what's going on, and then respond to it, but not because of it. Like, don't let it affect you on the inside. Basically, like the thermostat and the, the thermometer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The, we learned that. Huh? Too, uh, we, we, we heard that not too long ago. Yeah, we heard that sermon. not too long But I got, I got another one for you. Yeah, huh? yeah. Okay. Either you add color into your world. Yeah. Or like a chameleon, you would you, you adopt, blend in. You blend in. Uh-huh. You have two options. Ooh, mm-hmm. I ain't heard. We that need one. to be people. We need to be people that add color to the world. Yeah, gotcha. With this paintbrush of the mind, the yeah. attitude that Ooh, we have. Ooh, that's on. good. So whenever whenever tension comes, like those moments come, there's this real simple thing that I learned to do for myself. Whenever like tough moments, overwhelmments, to have the right attitude comes in. I ask myself three questions. Number yeah. one, how do I what do I how do I feel? Mm-hmm. Number two, what do I think? And then number three, what do I know? Which is what that's crazy. That's what we've been kind of talking about. Yes. That's kind of what we've been talking about. But these are the practical ways. Practical. Right? Yeah. So ask yourself these questions when the time comes. First thing you're gonna ask is what do I feel? You have to you have to confront your feelings. Don't get ignore real them. With yourself. You gotta get real with yourself. Mm-hmm. Dang, this gets on my nerves. Come on. That person got on my nerves. Oh, this job sucks. It's only temporary. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But this job sucks, okay? Number two, what do I think? What you, your thoughts can deceive you, but you have to confront your thoughts. Don't ignore your thoughts. A lot of people are suppressing Let the thoughts. Yeah. What's that do? It causes bitterness, and it mm. causes you to burn out. Anger, yeah. all kinds of things, because you're just sitting in it. And frustration, yeah. and then it causes you to be unbalanced mm. in life. Yeah, uh, Everything's connecting, bro. Yeah, we're putting and, it all together. Yes, and the last one, what do I know? What is the truth? Because mm. how I feel and what I think might be completely different than what I know. Example, Johnny, I feel like you've disregarded me and neglected me and don't like me right now. My really, thoughts, Johnny? Really? <laughs> what I think is, I think that you think I'm a jerk and that you don't like me and you're just trying to compete against me. Yeah. Now, what do I know says, you're actually my friend. And you and know you, Johnny. And you, I know Johnny. And he has my best interest in mind. Come on. And I know that he'll never do anything like that. Yeah. So I'm going to stick to that That's part. That's the truth, I guess you said. That's, That's the, the truth. truth part. That's the truth. You know what I'm saying? So how do you develop your attitude? Okay? How do you develop it? Number one, know it. Filter it. Filter it and then learn it. Whatever the attitude. The best way for a person to learn the attitude is by going around other people with good attitudes. Yeah. Right? 
Go around other people, like the people at your job or at ETBU, mm-hmm. right? They want to come around. You say, hey, learn from me. Yeah. I'll model it. Mm-hmm. Learn my attitudes. Ask me questions. Same thing for us. How to develop our own attitude, especially the ones that are listening to the podcast right now. How to learn it. Know it first. Learn it. Number two, accept it. Take it in. Mm-hmm. And number three, apply it. Practice it every single day. And never stop. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Those are the two practical things that I would actually say with this thing. Now, why? <laughs> let's just let's just uh, just close it up with why. Why is the attitude such a big deal? Why all of this? Why does all this matter in the first place? What's the why? I think attitude leads your life in some areas. If yeah. you if you are just constantly like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing that? Then you're going to question a lot of a lot of things in life. And therefore, you're never going to, because uh, I've always been to that point where it's the why. Question everything. Because my attitude sucked and not because, like, I. It's okay it, to ask questions. It was, yes. Yeah. It's, it's good to ask questions to yourself and be real with yourself. Yes. Like, how do I feel? Why do I feel this way? And but here's the thing: I think that your attitude leads leads your life in some areas, and yes. like you said, it's a it's an effect because it, you you gave out these points where mm-hmm. it's your thoughts and ideas create your beliefs, your beliefs create mm-hmm. this, uh-huh. and so it's one after another, and so therefore each part of those things are important and are significant yes. into your life because it creates your life. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Another way I would say is like. Your attitude sets your tone for the day. There you it go. That's, that's what I was trying to say, life. bro. That's what I was trying to say. I couldn't so, get it out. That's yeah, good. I agree. I think it's a big, important thing. Setting the tone when you start every single day, yeah. having the right attitudes, sets the tone so that you can successfully walk out today, or it'll do the opposite, mm-hmm. depending on how you set your attitude. Because yep. if you have a lousy attitude, it's going to be a lousy day. Lousy day, bro. Oh, 100%. It, but... Attitude is just one of those things that it it does. It's not that overnight thing. You got to practice. It. Oh, oh it's yeah, practice yes. it. Because, That's why I said yeah. apply it. Practice yeah. it every single day. You can start day. today and you can apply it. But it's Definitely. all about you wanting to change your attitude. If you don't see a problem with your attitude, but other people do, we we got to figure something out. Yeah. You know, if if you see that, hey, why do I think this way? Maybe your attitude's a yeah. little bit different. Yeah. Attitudes can hurt. They can create or hurt people. Mm-hmm. They're pluses or minus. The question is, are you a plus or a minus in people's lives? Yeah. If you find yourself to be a minus in a person's life, you need to recheck your belief system. Mm-hmm. Recheck your attitude. You know what I'm saying? Because we are supposed to be men and women that add color to our environment. Come on. We're not held down by temporary jobs. We're mm-hmm. not held down by temporary moments. We're supposed to always be moving forward to the next level, to yeah. the next level, to the next level. And the only way we can do that is because our attitude is the thing that paints, brushes everything, no matter where we are. Like, you can, mm, my goodness. It, it takes a person with a great attitude to, tr- to transform uh, lazy, cowardly people and transform them into mighty warriors, sure. violent warriors. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's the distinct difference between followers and leaders is yeah. the attitude. There's, oh, specific, yeah. there's specific ways that leaders think that don't think like followers because leaders used to be followers. The yeah. thing is, we want all people that are listening to this podcast no longer to be just a follower, a follower. of society, no. Yeah, no, no. but a follower of Christ yeah. and yeah. a follower of other great men after them. Mm-hmm. Check who you're following. Check who you're listening to. Check the videos. It really does matter. It does. Big. 
And if you don't know if you have a good or bad attitude, look at your environment. What are you creating? Are you a minus oh, yeah. or are you a plus? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Set out who you want to be and what you want to be. Nothing Come changes on. until your mind changes. There you go. You know what I'm saying? That's good. Change deal. your mind. Yeah. It starts That's with what. you. It starts with you. Let's draw the line right there. Draw the line. Where? We have to be the ones that yeah. draw the line saying that I'm going to add color to my world. I'm going to change it. I'm not going to be a person that lets things happen, watches things happen, asks what just happened. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be a person who goes, I'm going to make things happen. Yeah. If Come that on. person's broken, I'm going to help uplift them. If go. that person's dumb, I'm going to make them smarter. For I'm sure. going to make them greater than anything on the entire planet. Draw the line in your attitudes. Figure out where is it that enough is enough. Mm-hmm. Here's where I'm drawing the line. And here's where my life is going to start to t- turn around. And I'm not no longer just going to be a follower, but I'm going to be a leader. And I'm going to change lives. Yes. You know Find yourself a mentor you can emulate after. Yeah. You can copy, but a good one. Don't choose one of those oppressing ones. <laughs> but anyways, I think that this is a good, good place to, to, to close on this one. We could go on for days, we, but it's we good. Could, yeah, it's good. It's so, good. So thank thank y'all for joining us and for listening to all this because like it's gonna it's gonna get better. And, oh yeah. And we always have something good to say. And I love you guys. It's been it's been a good episode. Mm-hmm. Attitude is one. big. Remember that. Huge. <laughs> Signing off, y'all. Arnold is out of here. Deuces. Bye. <laughs>